You are listening to Strip Talk Podcast with Seema Lolua, an educational podcast where we discuss unpopular opinions about us, you, me, the society, and culture. Make sure you follow us and subscribe to our podcast for more interesting topics. Now, without further ado, let's dive right in. So I have two amazing humans with me, Kayla and Andy Izzard. Foremost, they are a couple, which makes them a powerful team. And secondly, they are both authors, speakers, founders, and facilitators changing the way the world does connection. Their movement, The Raft Project, is making support normal and expected, along with creating a safe space for real conversation in their community. They've poured their hearts into their Amazon bestseller, Good and You, how to get real support instead of faking it. I'm so excited we're going to be talking about that, by the way. After Andy's prolonged mental breakdown in 2018, they doggedly pursued an open support group concept to process what they were experiencing. They knew they needed support. What they didn't expect was so many others looking for the exact same thing. While Kayla has a BA in communications and Andy in psychology, that is a powerful deal. This movement is mostly unlived experience and unwavering passion to do good for other people and themselves. Ladies and gentlemen, join me in welcoming Kayla and Andy. Thank you so much for coming to our show. It's exciting and amazing to have both of you here. Simi, thank you so much for having us. This is this is so exciting. This is our first uh well, we had a podcast in Canada, but this is our first like outside of our, you know, half of the world. <laughs> so this is so exciting. And it's just like, it's just a great reminder that no matter where we're from in the world, like, you know, we had a conversation yesterday and we just clicked on so many things and we have so many of the same values and we both really care for people in our audience. And so, you know, yeah. it, it don't matter. It's all where you're from. I have so many things to ask both of you, but let's just dive right in. This project, the Raft Project, came up from not wasting your pain, right? So mm. could you tell us more about what led to this fantastic movement? You want to take it, Andy? Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not wasting your pain, that is interesting. And I'm, I'm writing that down real quick because I, I don't think I've ever said it like that, but I, I love it because you're right that like we all we all experience pain and and I think there's a huge power in, in helping other people not go through the same experience that you went through and like not letting yourself or your family go through it too. So so yeah, I'd say this, this project really started like you were saying from my mental health struggles, um, but yeah, I'm, I've, I don't know. I've, in general, I've always pretty much felt like a bad person, like someone who was just inherently broken and unlovable, unlikable. And, and, you know, people will tolerate you, but at the end of the day, no one's really going to miss you if you're gone or not. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Yeah. About that too. But like, that has definitely been a very real part of, of belief system for a long time. So so I'd say just even through life, even through the breakdown, I, I didn't want people to feel that way. So I would, I, I guess I figured like I couldn't, I couldn't win by like faking it. I just, I couldn't fake it well enough. So it's like, you know what, 
why not? Like, let's just lean into being real and we'll do as much good as we can and see how it goes. <laughs> wow. I think that's, that's actually powerful because this is something that a lot of people find hard to do. Like just coming out real and having the courage to be different from others while everybody's saying, okay, I'm good and all of that. And you're saying, nah, I don't think I feel too good. Yeah. Right. And I, I know Kayla and I, that was kind of our experience as a, as a young couple. We've been, we've been married almost 10 years now. Like oh, we got wow. married young, but, uh, but yeah, when we were talking with her friends and like, we would all have, you know, lunch or whatever together. And, mm-hmm. and I would, I kind of assume that people aren't okay. And at the time Kayla assumed that people were okay. So when I kind of walked in with that view of like, mm-hmm. you don't seem like you're doing very well I'm not doing very well Uh, how how are you really and they're like actually things are kind of falling apart and I'm barely holding on I'm like me too (laughs) but but after those conversations I think it it breaks that image that like we are alone and we're the only ones who can't hold it together because really a lot of us are, are having like extreme difficulty just through the normal ups and downs like even if it's not a catastrophic event Like we all have a hard time processing the things that really hurt. And when we pretend that they don't hurt and everyone else pretends that they don't hurt, we just end up in this vicious cycle. So yeah, I I didn't talk much about the project, but that's kind of the why behind it. Wow. Now, I mean, from what you have said, I, I, I do think that there are two kinds of people who do not open up, right? Mm. The, the, I am strong in quotes and the very quiet ones. But this is just my personal opinion. Do you agree? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's basically Kayla and I until like we started doing more of this because Kayla is the strong friend. Like yeah. she's the mm. one who's like, Kayla, do you mind telling a little of your story? Yeah, yeah. I I think I um I care very deeply about people. I came from a pretty stable home life. And yes, I went through stuff, but I think I always assumed that <clears throat> what I was going through wasn't as important as maybe what other people were going through. And so mm-hmm. I, yeah, I wanted to be there for people. I I made the time, I like, I, I want to be a great friend. And what I found was that by me not sharing, by me not opening up, by me constantly being like, yeah, but how are you? Like, yeah, yeah let's not talk about me. Um, <laughs> then when Andy and I started dating and he started talking to my friends and we all started talking, I started getting these stories that I had lived through with them and mm-hmm. not know about. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, I'm on antidepressants. Oh, I'm, you know, not doing well in school, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked and I, it, it broke my heart because I was, I was right there. I was right there that whole time. And they didn't feel like I would understand or like for whatever reason, I was not able to be there for them in that struggle. And so I think I just, I communicated that like, there's nothing wrong with me. And so if there's nothing wrong with me, why would you share anything about you? Because wow. I probably won't get it right, and so, yeah, that was that was what I learned from Andy is like you go first, mm. you put yourself out there first, and then yeah. people are like, oh, okay, we're doing mm. this, <laughs> okay, and and you know from what you said, I think I wouldn't, I'm not sure if if that's the the word is people pleasing or self sacrificing your 
yourself mm. or, you know, because sometimes, and I see that a lot of mothers do this, right? They want to cater for the family except themselves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And yeah. this is, you know, what causes the whole, will I say mental health issue for, for some women anyway? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think the stat, at least in the U.S., mm-hmm. I think um, like 75% of moms are burnout, like oh, self-reported yeah. burnout. So that's almost every mom mm. is just up to here. And you're right. We, we don't reach out. Are you, do you have kids? No, I don't. Yeah. I have one son, one toddler. And yeah, like, like, I think people, this is what moms are supposed to be. This is like, there's the expectation that moms are superheroes. Moms are mm. you know, superhuman. Like, how are you doing all that? And the answer is we're not, we're not, and, but we don't feel like. Is, I think if you, if you don't put yourself out as a superhero, you're ashamed, you're mom shamed or something like that. Like, oh, you're not doing your best. And you know you're you're not being uh, the stepford's wife kind of. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, and it's the same for guys in certain ways where it's like you know if you're struggling if you have you know a negative emotion besides anger mm. you better not say that or you're weak or what like we all have these invisible um, bonds you know that we just were like that's it. We're just living the best we can with our hands tied behind our back because of mm. some rules society makes up for us, you know? Mm. True. Yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, going back to what we just discussed earlier, a lot of us find it hard to, to admit that. <laughs> I do. I, <laughs> every day, I don't, I don't want to say that I'm like, not, you know, amazing. <laughs> And I, I would say that I, I have been extremely terrified of this. Like for, for most of my like adolescence, my teenage years, I just didn't do it because I, I really did feel like I was broken. So mm. what is the point of opening up about your brokenness when you're the only loser who oh, is yeah. actually broken, right? So it wasn't until like I started doing small tests and, and like a, a small risk, right? Like I'm going to open up to someone here where it's not going to, it's not going to cost me my job or mm. it's not going to cost me my best friend or all these little things. And then after like test, after test, after test, it just came back so strongly that like other people really do go through this. And mm. I'd say that process of, of trying like mm. revealed to me that, that a hundred percent, I'm not, I'm not broken and I'm not the only one, but I believed it wholeheartedly until I had like hundreds of pieces of information to start changing my belief on it. So yeah, this is something that we always encourage people to go slowly because like you can't throw the switch overnight and you're like, I am genuine now (laughs) because people will think you're going to have a breakdown at work because all of a sudden you're not okay. Really not okay. overnight. So just credit where credit's due. Like this is a slow process Mm. and it's worth considering, but it may not be right for everybody at every time. It's, it's probably not. Sure, sure. I mean, let's let's talk about your interesting book on the Amazon bestseller, Good mm-hmm. and You, How to Get Real Support Instead of Faking It. And I think <laughs> that's the crust of this whole um, sh- podcast show right now. So foremost, 
great and catchy title. And <laughs> secondly, tell us why you wrote the book, both of you. <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> We decided we were going to do this for real, like we're doing the raft project that's happening and okay. I'm, I'm such a gut person and mm. I, I just felt in my body, I'm like, we have to write a book. And my first reaction to that was, what are we going to write about? We have nothing to say. Um, but that wasn't true. <laughs> we found things to say and we actually, um, I, I'm actually really, really, really proud of it. And I, I. I'm not a huge reader, but I loved writing it. And right. yeah, I, I think our goal with it is just to, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of books about, about like romantic relationships. There's a lot of books about our relationship with ourselves. There's mm -hmm. a lot of books about business relationship and child relationships. There's mm -hmm. not a lot of books about like how to show up as a supportive friend, mm -hmm. how, to, how to find supportive friends, what to look for, what to say. Yeah. And I think we're trying to kind of plug that gap a little bit with, you know, 400 pages. <laughs> Hopefully other people will also, you know, add their voices to it. But, mm. but yeah. I mean, and I like, yes, please, Andy. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, again, this lag time, I'm not used to it yet. But <laughs> I was just like Kayla said, 400 pages, like it's a long book. It, it is a real book. And like she was, she said earlier, like we found things to say, like ever as we started to, like for us, we called it our manifesto slash guidebook, right? Because truthfully, this is a big topic and it's not easy. And this isn't like three steps to change your life. Like just mm -hmm. do it overnight and it will change because it can be dangerous if you don't approach it safely and safe looks different for everyone. So I think this is so, it's so important for us that like this change lasts indefinitely we don't want it to be a quick burn where it's like oh everyone jumps on board for a year and then it doesn't shake out like we want this to be something that changes the way that the world does connection to where we we go away from this like imaginary facade culture that mm -hmm. we have I'd say more recently gotten like it didn't used to be like this when we, our community was our work circle our family circle our friend circle like you can't you can't fake it with everybody all the time because you live next door and they hear you fighting at night right mm -hmm. versus now we wow. can keep everything so separate that no one has to know and i think that's more of a recent change that we're really trying to counteract and it it takes a lot to, to truly change that mm. so is is it i mean 400 pages what do you expect like a one-off read or something that people go back to on and off <laughs> The I, <laughs> yeah like this is like Andy said I mean it this is a slow process like anything it's a skill set to build and I think our hope is that they their books get well highlighted well earmarked <laughs> like that there's tools in there that people can pick up and practice mm -hmm. um so yeah, I mean, it's I, like some, another podcast asked us like, so do you have everything in your book mastered or is there still things you're learning that you wrote? I'm like, everything that we wrote, we're still practicing. <laughs> I mean, like, isn't that why they have revised edition sometimes? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Okay. Every second of every day, that's impossible. Like, mm. we're, we're trying, we're getting better, but it's, you know, 
it's a lofty goal. <laughs> and I think that's one thing that we're we're pretty clear about in the book and in everywhere that you see us online is like this is one way that mm -hmm. has worked for us, but it will not work for everybody, and it's not the only way. So this is take what you like and leave the parts that don't fit right now. Maybe hit circle back in another while when you run into this stupid sticky situation, you're like, that stupid orange book over there told us something about it. And I don't remember what it was, but I'm going to go find it. Like that's entirely welcome. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. So um, to the direct point, like people getting support, right. In their communities, how can, how can people do that? in terms of, I know that probably you must have discussed extensively about it in the book, but um, of course we're still going to promote the book and I will really encourage, I got the cover page. <laughs> I stole it from Kayla's Facebook. <laughs> so we're going to advertise it on, on, our, um, sub, on our group. I was going to say support. Uh -huh. Wow. So how can people... How can people get the support they need, you know, finding the right people? Because I know that's one of the targets of the book, but like talking about getting support in a self-consumed society, what, what, what are the things that you feel can be done aside from what you have stated in the book, which I know we're still going to um, talk about or read about, read about. Can I take that, Kayla? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm actually really curious um, about your perspective on it because because uh, we come from very different ends of the world, right? Like I, your culture is different than mine. And I, I wanted to ask you about that. Um, okay. And again, I'm very hesitant to tell you, here's what you need to do as someone who's never lived where you live. So just right. throw that out there. But I, I think for me, it was, again, the small tests and like mm -hmm. seeing the tests come back well. And the other thing was, was not... Um, like Keelan and I talked about this when we were writing the book, she asked like, what makes someone a safe person, a safe friend? Mm, true, true. My true. answer is that there are no safe people. No one is entirely safe or entirely unsafe, but like there are safe behaviors and okay. the same person who you adore can be going through ups and downs and, and times that they are ready to be there for you and times when they aren't. So mm -hmm. like, again, it's, it's small risks, something that won't break you <laughs> if yeah. it doesn't go well. And like looking for the people who are being safe, even yeah. in the place you don't expect it. Like, like some of the sweetest conversations I've ever had were, were at work or mm -hmm. with customers where it's someone said like, yeah, my daughter would have been 16 today, but, uh, but she passed a few years ago. Right. Like that's something where she took a chance, a big chance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, we were able to share that moment and like connect with her and, and let her know, like she's mm -hmm. loved her daughter's love. Right. Like you, you, we all need things, mm -hmm. but we don't ask. for. So we go home empty instead of, trying it in a way that isn't going to be catastrophic that's mm -hmm. my opinion but i i really want to hear your opinion just based on your culture which i again i've never visited so okay well i don't know based on my culture i wouldn't let me just use my own personal example right i think i have i have um experiment experimented in in foolish ways <laughs> you know, sometimes you just throw yourself out there and you, you know 
you don't think about it like testing the waters first and all of that and that comes from will i say naivety of trusting mm. people easily now the flip side of it is that at a point you stop trusting people and then you just say, okay, I can't keep it to myself and everything, but you're not doing yourself good. And so at a point, I, I knew I needed to talk to people, right? And I got to that point at the at my lowest moment, right? So I just I just took the risk again because I couldn't keep it to myself. I was yeah. <laughs> I was going to I was going towards the edge. That's just the truth. So, but I knew I needed to reach out. So I started with my sister and then a couple of friends. So I have um, a group of friends. There is a particular person that I pray with and all of that. I wasn't that close to her at a point, but at a point I started sharing these things with her because it was killing me. So um, those both steps or well little steps led me to having a safe community for myself and it's not like I completely share things right now but (laughs) but um I think journaling has helped me as well and um, just being truthful to myself you know Mm -hmm. because sometimes you see something facing you and you don't just want to admit it and it's okay to to have flaws it's okay to be wrong for the purpose of correcting yourself you know (laughs) so I'm just getting to learn that yeah but in in our culture generally they don't really believe you know this mental health issue is like come on will you get get your butt off and move on (laughs) (laughs) they don't believe it so yeah, it's just beginning to dawn on them because now we are recording suicides and all of those things and people are beginning to say, hey, this mental health thing is real. So we yeah. should get out. Yeah. <laughs> same over here. Same on, same on our side of the world. I think people are yeah. just start, you know, maybe in the last 20 years kind of gradually starting to pay attention yeah I it's sad I mean it's I think we act like we act like all we are is what we can see of each other you know body words but like there's so much happening right here and it Mm. stops right here and it's just as real as us you know showing up and going to our jobs or making our dinner it's just as real Mm. and so yeah and another thing that we are like you're exactly right in america too this is this is new where it's why can't you get your butt to work on time like that's that's kind of that's the gist of it like just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and go and do the thing you need to do and i think when we hear the phrase like mental health issues we think like yeah. they're pretty screwed up something is screwed up with them like the whatever the equivalent of like mental cancer right like oh you have a condition yeah. so let's be careful of your condition and not overextend you right like go you need uh. to sit down you need to sit down right <laughs> and it's, it's incredibly embarrassing when that is what it's seen as instead of the normal 
Mm. regular part of life like we all have mental health concerns like it's just health it's like saying oh we have physical health issues like yeah my knee hurt today so we'll change things a little bit it doesn't have to be some terminal condition like this is this is normal and I think that that as we get to realizing like nothing has to be wrong to want support or Mm. to get support like we, we hold ourselves to a standard that we wouldn't hold our friends to like I'm curious if your experience as you've been as you have been building your community, have you found that your community has been able to trust you and like receive support from you too? Well, I at least from from my friends, from my friends, it's not like we completely open up, but it's it's a good progress right now. Yeah. And I really appreciate that because uh yeah, there are some things that I don't need to, you know, hide and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes exactly yeah we're we're moving we're moving because I as a person as an introvert I could really I can keep to myself (laughs) you get and then you you overthink things and then you just yeah a lot of assumptions and all anyway one final question one final question um if a person finds him or herself in an environment where no one is listening in quotes. Maybe they are talking, but you know, they are just, everyone is just like, okay, okay, okay. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you understand what I mean. Yes. Someone is, uh, you know, going down that, that, that road and nobody's observing, nobody's listening, even if the person is talking. Yeah. What can they do? So, At first of all, I'll say that that I would I would say that that's normal, and I don't have any like statistics to back that up, but just like personal experience and talking to people and like that feeling of of I'm I am reaching out and I am not getting the support back that I am asking for mm-hmm. um, is normal, and I would say that that's very understandable because as a culture, like I said, we have books on a lot of things. Yeah we don't have a lot of training on like, how do you be there for your friends when they're going through tough times, when they're going through great times, how do you make yourself a supportive person for them? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so what I would say is two things. One is, uh, just because they may not have the skill set and the tools Mm. to be there for you in the way that you need it does not mean that they don't care about you it doesn't mean that no one wants you here it doesn't mean that like you know everyone be better off without like that's it's just we're unskilled we're unskilled and unpracticed and two there are people out there and i know because many of them are in our community like like you spend three weeks in our community, there are people mm. who are good at this, who love giving support, who like love receiving. And that's the other thing is like, yeah. like don't give up because people need you. Right. And as you're struggling, even as you're reaching out and asking for help, mm-hmm. once you can get through that barrier of like unpracticed, whatever, they need you too. As much as you need them, they need you. And so don't give up. Mm. That's what I would say. And like, if you, if you want instant community, you can join ours, but like, (laughs) don't give up. (laughs) Right. We're going to, we are going to drop the link. Definitely. 
Perfect. Um, yeah. I mean, like I'm not to be salesy, but that literally is why we, <laughs> why we do this is for that exact yeah. problem. <laughs> Right. And and that is so unique. I'm sure a lot of people would be excited about that. Can we I chime in on that? Sorry, go like, ahead. Are, do you um I know uh, AA like Alcoholics Anonymous are they're they're international, right? Do you are they like a part of your community? Alcoholics? Yeah, uh it's a program like a support group for alcoholics called Alcoholics Anonymous. Um mm-hmm. it's a 12-step program. Have you ever heard of it? No. So uh, maybe, okay, so that's interesting. Yeah, basically, like, uh, there's a group for every problem. Basically, every addiction, they have a group that is specific. Um, But in that community, you go to meetings, and Mm -hmm. you basically have discussions around everyone's progression through recovery. And that's, that's when I realized that, like, I wasn't alone, because there were men and women who were sharing the exact same struggles that I was, and feeling the same feelings that I was. Mm -hmm. And like, that was that was incredibly life-altering and like that is I'd say that's something that we try and do for our group but it's open to anyone it's not it's not addicts it's just human life but you said like if it's not clicking with someone one of the little rules of the 12-step program just kind of they're like keep in the back of your mind is like roughly a third of people will like you a third of people will be indifferent and a third will not like you so that's fine like in normal life you'll click with like a third of people so right. if the person you're trying to connect with just can't do it today, maybe mm. they're really holding their self together and they can't make room for any weakness or they're going to start crying. Like maybe yeah. you just need to try someone else today mm. and just keep crying because there's a third of people who are there, but you just have to find that third today. So right. that's, that's my long-winded answer that's to good. a simple question. That is so, so good. Honestly, I am, I really wish we could continue this conversation, but like time is so ticking. So, um, of course, we're going to drop all the links, the links to the um, fantastic book. Good. And you, (laughs) I love that title. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to drop the link and also the link to your website, right? Yeah, that would be awesome. It's just therafproject.com. Okay. And your profile, social media handles as well. Yes, won't yeah. forget that. Yep, at the RAF Project on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook. <laughs> great, great. Andy and Kayla, it's been amazing having both of you join me this evening. I hope, in fact, I don't hope we're doing this next time. Yes. <laughs> a different topic now. <laughs> I love that. We've had such a great time getting to know you. This has been amazing. Thank you for having us on. We're so excited. It's my honor. So how far? (laughs) (laughs) We talked about this. This is like the Nigerian version of of good in you. Right. I did. I did. I (laughs) did. Exactly. Our audience, now you've learned something. <laughs> right, right, right. So um anyway, we're closing this on, on a very, very um interesting note. Guys, don't forget to check the captions for the links. I'm telling you, you would love, love, love. I'm so looking forward to reading that book. I, I mean, I've read well, I've read a little 
preview of it on Amazon. So yes, I am looking forward to it. So Kayla and Andy, it's been amazing once again. Thank you so much for stopping by. See me, thank you. You're such a kind heart, thank you. Hey there, thank you so much for stopping by. I believe you gained a thing or two from tonight's episode. Go ahead, share this episode with your family, friends, and foes. Invite them to like and follow us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Also, you can find updates about this podcast on our Facebook group at Strip Talk with Simalolua. That is Strip Talk with Simalolua. Do you know we have some articles there as well? They are short, easy to read, yet with so much valuable lessons about daily life and living. So join us there and you'll be glad you did. Next week promises yet another valuable episode. Don't miss it. But till then, my dear friends, I wish you Godspeed and keep well. <laughs>